0: In each episode, we discuss the process of decision-making on a different topic from the business owner's or ex- executive's perspective. We aren't necessarily telling you what to do, but we can put you in a position to make an informed decision on your own and understand when you might need help along the way. My name is Mike Blake, and I'm your host for today's program. I'm a director at Brady Ware & Company, a full-service accounting firm based in Dayton, Ohio, with offices in Dayton, Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, Indiana, and Alpharetta, Georgia. RadioWare is sponsoring this podcast, which is being recorded in Atlanta for social distancing protocols. If you would like to engage with me on social media with my chart of the day and other content, I'm on LinkedIn as myself and at Unblakable on Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast aggregator and please consider leaving a review of the podcast as well. Today's topic is Should I Forgive? Simple topic to state. Not as easy one to cover, and you might be thinking, "Why are we covering something like this? This doesn't sound like a hardcore <clears throat> business topic." And you know, maybe you're right. And 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 trust me, I'm not turning this into a, I'm not turning this into the spiritual karma podcast. There are plenty out there that do a much better job than I'll ever do. And, and honestly, yeah, if if I'm the least bit candid, I'm I'm not that overly a spiritual person. But, you know, I, I do sort of have a personal mantra, which I've had for a long time, which is care, serve, and forgive. And I think that if you do, I found that if I do those three things, then not only does that help me be successful, it helps other human beings be successful, and it helps me be centered and feel good about what I'm doing at any given point in time, particularly when when, when things get get tough. And And, you know, forgive is in there because, and it's on this podcast, because uh, unless you've been in business for a grand total of six minutes and 19 seconds, something has happened to you in your professional career that for which you have an opportunity to forgive someone. Somebody may have wronged you intentionally. Somebody may have wronged you unintentionally. Somebody may have given you the perception that they've wronged you. And that may or may not ultimately be true, and you may or may not have closure on that. Um, but you know, as somebody in my position, where I, you know, I, I don't do litigation, but I do just I do do dispute resolution. I mediate disputes, and you know, I, I can't tell you how many how many companies are broken up, how many families are broken up simply because one side one one or Multiple parties were just unable to find it in themselves to forgive, and often things that to me sounded really in the greater scheme of things relatively trivial. And I don't want to trivialize anybody's pain. that's not the point. but also sometimes also when you when when a third party examines a fact pattern, there's a different percep perception of the fact pattern and the impact of that fact pattern. Than if you're sort of in there, and living it in the moment, and and I think that's why forgiveness is 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 so difficult, right? There's the saying that the err is human; to forgive, divine. For a long time, humanity has understood that the act of forgiveness is one of the most important and one of the most difficult and challenging things that that we can do. And you know, as, as I think our guests, we will touch on, I think. I have no I have some idea of how this conversation is going to go, but I can't tell you that I know exactly what we're going to talk about, how and when. But one thing that I think is going to come out is that there is a cost to not to not forgiving. I mean, there's a there's a cost to forgiving too, but it's a different kind of cost. And the cost, frankly, is front-loaded. But there's a cost to not forgiving. Um and and, and frankly, I you know. I'm not sure if the younger you are, the greater the cost is, or the older you are, the, hard, the, the greater the cost is. I think you can make a, a, a case for either one. But, you know, the point is, is that, uh, is that chances are somebody in your business life has given rise to an opportunity for forgiveness. And, and there's a very good chance that that has occurred in something like that has occurred in the last 18 months as we're in this. I used to call it the trans-pandemic period. I now call it the inter-pandemic period because it looks like we've left one We're entering at least one more, unfortunately. Um, Times are tough. People are not necessarily at their level best all the time. I'm certainly not. I've certainly done and said things that I wish I could take back and I've sought forgiveness and other people have done the same with me, but it is not easy. And, um, you know, I just hope that a conversation like this and talking to our guests who really has... Just such a compelling story and such a, a, an air of class about about how he tells it and 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 his willingness to kind of not filter and kind of really be raw about it is going to help gain gain you know more insight than I than I could ever provide or even attempt to provide on my on, on my own. And so joining us to help us with this topic is Brandon Lee, who's founder and CEO of Funnel Amplified as well as a bunch of other companies, but I know he doesn't want me to do a big intro. Um, but I will say that, you know, Funnel Amplified is the first digital and social engagement platform for ta- for sales teams, was built for the enterprise, is designed to work with your existing tools to amplify sales and marketing efforts for your organization by enabling and facilitating social selling. The system amplifies social selling content reach buyer enablement, and it does it with today's modern buyer journey in mind. <clears throat> Brandon's passion I think he has multiple ones, but his passion is helping sales reps and teams use their digital presence and behavior on social media to build influence, establish trust, generate a large network, and use all of that to create conversations that lead to business opportunities. When he's not working, Brandon is chasing, and he used that in his LinkedIn profile, so I think I have implicit permission. He's chasing his his wife, Megan, around, I assume in 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 a positive way. They've been married for 22 years and have five children. Their kids are growing into young adults, and it's been an amazing time of life. Their fifth is a bit younger than the others, so will truly never they will truly never be empty nesters. Um, that's okay. Brandon's family are some of his favorite people in the world. When you connect with Brian, just mention Brandon. Just mention anything about parenting, awesome marriages, the English Premier League, Oregon Pinot Noirs. So I guess he's a big Aeroth fan, or great cigars, and you will capture his attention for a fun conversation. He is also a man that seeks to love God and be loved by God and is co-host of the Social Your Sales podcast. Brandon Lee, welcome to the program.
1: Mike, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here.
0: So, you know, let's uh, let let's let's dive into it. You know, I I asked you to be on this podcast because you posted such an awesome story about forgiveness on LinkedIn, not Facebook. But on LinkedIn, where well, you normally don't see that stuff, right? We're not supposed to really open the emotional kimono, show people who we are, right? It's it's all supposed to be buttoned up and sterile. You don't talk about about politics, religion, any of that stuff. And you put it on LinkedIn, uh, mm-hmm. but I can't do justice to it. You know, can you tell us about your forgiveness story, please? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and before I jump into that, I'll tell you that that post has been my most engaged post in the past month. Uh, It's, you know, up over 15,000 views. It's um, like 100 and almost 200 likes and pushing 100 comments. And I think it's because there's there's a big need for this conversation. And I do find that it is a hard conversation. Um, It is a hard topic. And I've had so many uh, direct messages from people that wanted to share their own story and deal with it and, you know, parent issues and whatnot. And it just shows me that, you know, social media is a great place for us to be able to have complete conversations, not just, you know, put our title out there, but to actually be a human being. So, you know, my my forgiveness story started young and um you know, I'm, I'm very careful the way that I explain this because um, I do start it with my dad had a harder dad relationship than I did. And so this isn't a point fingers blame and be a victim. Uh, for me, it, it was just over time, it just became the reality that um, there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of brokenness. There was a lot of just crap. To be honest, that um, you know, I picked up, I adopted, I incorporated into my life, and the way that I was going to get rid of those things that affected me and made me be a person I didn't always want to be started with forgiveness.
0: So I'd like I like to delve into that um, because I you know you highlighted something that that I passed on very briefly, you know, the, the, the cost of not forgiving can be pretty insidious, can't it?
1: Yeah. Because it
0: it just, it creates this burden. And I get the sense from you that it carried a very palpable burden on you. And then by extension, maybe on people that you cared about.
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, it affected all areas of my life. It affected the way I showed up um, with my wife in our marriage um, and with my kids. And of course, in business and, you know, with my team, with customers, with the industry, um, I, I didn't realize for so long because I just thought, oh, you know, this is just the way life is. This is the way I am, <clears throat> that I had a choice. I didn't have to be that way. And I had some hardness. I had some, you know, I had some walls. I had some hardness. I had some um, some areas that I didn't like the way I reacted or I didn't like the way I showed up. I didn't like how defensive I got and how defensiveness turned me into more aggressive. And I'm not, you know, there's never been physical abuse or anything with my wife and I, it was just attitude for my part and a lack of forgiveness and taking things personal. And, you know, when people behave in a certain way and it doesn't matter if it's a customer, if it's a vendor, if it's a spouse, if it's children, Um, my tendency, because of the stuff that I carried, adopted and let lead me, I took a lot of stuff personal, like they were personal attacks or personally making decisions to harm me to whatever against me. And the reality is, it's just not true. Like, everybody carries their own stuff in life, and they make decisions for their different reasons. And you know, 99.9% of the time people make decisions. Yeah, they may influence me and they may influence me negatively, but they're not making it to be negative to me. But that was something that I carried for a lot of years. And I know that it influenced, as I say, the way I showed up. And, you know, I'm a technology guy. And so when I I became aware of this, I started looking at Brandon 1.0 needed an upgrade. and I wanted to take a look at what did I need to do to create that upgrade and continual upgrades. And when I unpeeled and, you know, got into a lot of things, I realized that there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of bitterness. There was a lot of frustration. There was some victim thinking, and these were all things that didn't serve me well, and they were if you will, pieces of code that couldn't go into 2.0, like they had to be stripped out because 2.0 wasn't going to function the way I wanted it to function with that garbage code in there.
0: So, that, that, I mean that that's that's a fascinating way to 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 put it. You know, one I noticed you say it's 2.0, not 1.1, right? So good jumps you had to take that, good that, jumps. That, that implies a wholesale version change, not simply you know a series of upgrades and DLC, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but 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 also, you know, it's it, it's you know my, my my experience with with scenarios such as yours is is you know people who do grow up in a in an abuse an abusive environment naturally do have those psychological outcomes, right? It's, it's a natural way that your brain is wired because of fear, because of the lack of validation that we need from our parents, at least from time to time. I do agree there's a line between validation and enabling, but that's that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can also be very clearly on one side of the line or the other. Not every case is gray. Some cases, Some cases are clearly, you know, black and white. And, and and the question I want to ask you is this, which is, in some cases, some people deal with that through spirituality, right? They find it in God. They find it in universe, nature, whatever mm-hmm. their belief system is. Some people find it through, frankly, self-medication of some kind. Some people find it through self-help or psychological therapy. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know to what extent any of those were involved in your life and you can choose to share that or not. But you took, you took a path of, I think, confronting the, the, confronting the root cause, which, um, is, I think, extremely hard because you're not, you're not just forgiving, but you're actually also confronting you're confronting something which historically had been very threatening. Um, and, and being able to do that ain't easy. And I'm curious of the option, and there, there are probably other options. I'm not a professional psychologist. Of the other options available to you to kind of address or or rewrite that code to Brandon 2.0, why did you choose the path of forgiveness versus others? Or did you choose others as well? Was it a sort of a package deal?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So it was definitely a package deal for me, um, but you know, forgiveness for me was also—I feel like it was the door that led to the other areas for me. Um, I have a uh, a friend of mine who has a has a nonprofit on forgiveness, hmm. and um, and I've, I've been on his board, and I've learned a lot from him you know, I, I, encountered him later after I was in this journey and that's why I was drawn to it. Cause I'd already experienced the value of forgiveness for myself, but he's got this great story that he tells, which is when you don't forgive you, you know, you're walking around with a backpack that's filled with crap, like stinky, smelly, rotten crap. And it affects every conversation that you have, because when you walk up there's there's a stench, if you will. And when we don't deal with our own forgiveness, it influences the way that we show up, the way that we respond, the things that we say, the willingness to give people the benefit of the doubt, so many things like that. So um, for me, forgiveness was a door that had to be opened. And then once I opened it, I started to realize a lot of the things that that I say I adopted through the situations that I was in as a kid. And those things that I adopted were, you know, you've got to defend yourself. There's, I mean, I did. I grew up with a lot of fear. And, you know, so when things felt attacking, my response was to attack back. And it didn't lead to great decisions. It, it, you know, a lot of times that response, um, hurt me more than it could help me. And it added a bunch of emotion. It added a bunch of, you know, anger and frustration and stress and things that don't serve anybody well. So, um, you know, the root of mine was, uh, spiritual. Um, I do consider myself a man of faith. Um, I do consider myself somebody who tries to do my best to, um, First, let God love me, because I think that's really hard for a lot of people to even think about being um, worthy of that. And then um, secondly, to respond to that by being um, a forgiving, loving, kind, supportive, encouraging person to other people. And that's all rooted in my faith in Christ. But, and I don't mean to downplay my faith as much as it didn't end there. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's not like, oh, you become a believer in some whatever religion and all of a sudden it's all, you know, hunky dory. It's just not true. It took a lot of digging. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of reflection. And that's what you're saying. That's the hard work. And it sucks. It's, it's freaking hard. Like looking at things are going, okay, why do I respond this way? And when you start unveiling things like, well, it makes me angry. Okay. Why does it make you angry? and you go, well, it feels like a personal attack. It feels this way. It feels that way. And when I came to the conclusion and realized that I can choose my feelings, that was a big eye opener for me that I didn't have to choose. There's a lot of responses I could have. And, you know, I can choose joy. I could choose peace. I could choose encouragement and loving. I could be kind to people. I didn't have to choose those negative responses. Um, It started to change the way I saw things first. And then it put me on a path of going, okay, now I've got to rework my go-to behaviors, right? Our human brain wants to be efficient. And, And we learn how to respond to things um that's like stereotypes and and just learned behavior this happens i do this and it's really hard to take a step back and go i don't want to respond that way anymore so how do i do this and there's a lot of failure in that there's got to be a lot of forgiveness with yourself there's got to be a lot of grace with yourself and realize that there's a lot of times i've had to go up to people in my family especially and outside my family and say you know what I really screwed up and not I'm sorry, but the humility of saying, will you forgive me? Took it to a level for me that um, had a ton of changes.
0: What, what, an, what a, a fascinatingly powerful thing to say what, you know, on a superficial level, the difference between I apologize and will you forgive me is conveying the same sentiment but on the other hand, one is a much more one is a much more vulnerable position, right? I apologize, takes mm-hmm. ownership, which is fine, right? In some cases, yeah. it may be sufficient. But then asking for forgiveness is um, that's really interesting. I mean that that's that's a really that's a fascinating spiritual question. We could uh, we could talk a whole hour on, mm-hmm. but I just want to point that out mm-hmm. because I I think that's a really important sort of bullet point here. Yeah.
1: And you know why I think it's important and and maybe I'm getting too philosophical here, but this is, this is what I thought through. When you ask someone for forgiveness, there's a, there's a humility to it and there's a respect for the other person. And I feel like respect has gotten pushed to the side in our culture there's actually a lot of disrespect if i disagree with you it gives me a right to disrespect you and unfortunately it's one of the downsides of social media and the internet but to humble ourselves to a point of saying hey i wronged you and to say will will you forgive me and you know we have a we have a rule in our family and the rule was don't say yes Unless you really mean it. And if you need more time, that's okay. Hmm. You can say, I hear you, I I understand, and I'm just not ready to forgive you yet. And and to be okay with that, because everybody's got to process and deal with this stuff in their own way. And you know what I've learned inside my family is that I can be okay with letting it sit until they're ready to forgive me because I know it's going to happen. But it may not happen right now. And I used to take it as, well, if you're not going to forgive me, then I'm going to go back on the attack.
0: Right. Which is, I mean, you know, when you sort of step back, I mean, that's a very selfish position to take, right? If you're not gonna give me instant instant gratification, I don't want it anyway. Right. I mean it's right. It right. it it completely undermines the genuineness of the of the request. Yeah. And, um, and I,
1: oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Nope, go ahead. I want you to talk, not me.
1: <laughs> no, and I was going to say that I think, you know, I talk a lot about in my personal life with my my wife, my kids, close friends, but it has a direct impact in our business life and how we respond to people in business, right? You don't act one way at home and then act totally different at work. You can act somewhat different, but the roots are the same. And when you feel, you know, When you want to respond by feeling attacked or you want to attack when attacked, it's going to play out in other areas of our lives. And it it doesn't serve us well in that environment either, especially where you're around people that are less likely to forgive you because they're not your family. They don't have to live with you every day. They can say, you know what? Forget you, write you off and you're done. And or you're the one that says, you know what? Forget you, write them off and you're done. And that doesn't do anyone any good. I mean, the, the core of our businesses is our influence, right? Our network, the quality of that network and the influence. And if, if we're, you know, have a path of destruction behind us, it means we're limiting our own network, our own influence, our own ability to go back to somebody in three years or two years or six months and go, hey, we had a great experience together and now I'm doing this, you know, either A, will you introduce me to this person or B, would you take a look at it and give me feedback or whatever it may be. You you blew that bridge. up, And if you blow that bridge up, it hurts your business and it all hurt because you're carrying hurts and pains and tendencies to act in a certain way because you haven't dealt with the underlying stuff, which is, you know what, I got dealt bad cards, it sucked. Now I have a choice of either, you know, getting a new deck and showing up differently, or letting the deck that the, the hand that I was dealt continue to cause destruction in my life.
0: What when you approach this forgiveness point we are after this question we're going to get into some of that the specifics i think the timeline is really important but but i am curious i want to ask this before i forget and that is can you make a habit of forgiveness does forgiving once on something make it easier to forgive things that are completely unrelated just because you start to adopt a forgiveness mindset that that's just now on the table
1: Mm, that's a really good question um I think I think it does. I mean, and it's not a it's not always a one plus one equals two world, right? It's yep. um, you know, two steps forward, one back, two forward, three back. Um, you know, there's different triggers, there's different places of our persona that we want to protect that um when they're attacked, we respond differently. And so, but I do think that What I've noticed is once I started to be aware of taking that backpack off and not showing up with the stench of attack when attacked, that um, so many different situations just played out better, right? I mean, a lot of times people act in a certain way because of their own brokenness, and they don't even realize or see the influence it had on you, or the effect that it had on you, and then if you respond in attack mode, all of a sudden you're both, you know, dukes up protecting yourself, and neither one of you really know what the heck started it in the first place. I mean, if you want, you can go that path of like, oh well, he did, right? But it, it just doesn't do any good. And I mean, I'm going to throw this curveball out there because this is probably going to be, um, maybe I'm just cutting cutting you to the chase, and I, I, I'm sorry if I do that. Will you forgive me, Mike? Um, I will.
0: <laughs> this is nothing to forgive. I Just, just yeah. keep talking. You're saying awesome things. Just keep talking, man. Yeah.
1: I, um, I have a business partner now who in a previous business 15 years ago had embezzled from me.
0: No kidding.
1: And over time, as we both went down our own paths separately – and came to a place of, and what I, what I realized was there was a lot of stuff that was driving his behavior and his decisions and his own insecurities and his own stuff that it wasn't about money. It was about other things. And I don't want to get too deep and tell someone else's story, but you know, years later, um, it started with a, 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 an ask of, "Hey, I screwed up. I did you wrong. Will you forgive me?" And it was a, "Absolutely." What's going? You know, what's happened in your life? What's going on? And there was a share of these are some of the things that I've learned about myself, and and some of the behavior that I had, and what I did, and how it played out. And it wasn't like immediately. We didn't just jump right into it, but you know, about. Three years later, after working on restoring the relationship, rebuilding trust, getting to know each other as a new—you know—I'm working on 2.0 version. Um, I got to the point where I thought, you know what, we did good together before. Yes, I know I'm opening myself up to a potential issue again. Right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But you know what? I think that, I think that life and think, you know, people calls for second chances. And, you know, he is one of the one of my partners in a current business. And I'm excited. I'm really excited when this business gets to a point that has, you know, maybe more popularity, more recognition, that one of the stories we're going to share is about our own story of forgiveness. Because here, here's the thing, I had to ask him for forgiveness too, because my response to his behavior wasn't good either. And I had to own my response to it. No matter what he did, I wasn't proud of my response, my behavior, my attack, my attacking his character and other things, because that's not who I want to be. And so, um, I'm excited for that and I'm 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 sure there's a lot of people shaking their heads there's a lot of people thinking that's really unwise stupid ignorant whatever but you know what it's um I guess part of being an innovative technology guy means I can be innovative with forgiveness too and you know so far it's been good 5 6 years and things are going well
0: well I mean what a fascinating story I I, I did not know any of that until you just said it, but it's illustrative of why I wanted to talk about this in the podcast, because you do have opportunities to forgive people in a business context that can be very meaningful to your career, right? Yeah. And it sounds like you're very happy with that partnership 2.0 and the cost of of being unable to forgive and and I guess seek forgiveness as well would have been the missed opportunity, the missed opportunity to enter into that partnership. And, you know, both you and I have been around the block once or twice. We both know that finding a good business partner is not easy. It is not a commodity.
1: Right. Right. Well, and I mean, here's the other thing we all got to think about. Do you as an individual, and I'm speaking to myself as well, do you want to be known for the worst decision you made or for the worst behavior you made? Or would you, Appreciate and be grateful for people to forgive you because you recognize later that it was a bad decision um you shouldn't have done it, and a genuine sense of remorse or a genuine sense of you know I want to grow from this, not just a hey uh, I'm sorry, can we move on you know there there's a difference there, and that's why i mean it was it was three years of rebuilding rebuilding trust and and other you know, relational depth. And when I thought about it for me, like I've, I've made some stupid decisions in life. I've done some stupid things and I don't want to be remembered for those things. And I don't, I, I hope that people don't hold those things against me for the rest of my life, because maybe I was a different person back then, or I just, I hadn't grown up yet. I wasn't as mature, whatever it may be. So
0: well, don't we also want to be remembered and known as somebody who who offers forgiveness? You know, sort of the hard-headed, one-and-done kind of mentality plays well, I think, on TV and Hollywood. And I think it plays well because in those stories, actors are basically avatars for the aggressions, the aggressions right. of the people watching, right? Yeah. But when it comes right down to it, you know, don't the best people want to work for somebody like you in that regard that you have the space to, you, you have, you have the space to screw up basically. Yeah. And, and there's some, there's some reasonable path to redemption as opposed to, as opposed to one and done. Right. I mean, and, and don't you want that person having your back? Don't you want that person being your vendor, your supporter, your advisor, whatever it is. Right. And I, I don't think you, I suspect this wasn't really explicit in your mindset. You know, this is more of an internal conversation, but there's, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with forgiveness. Also having sort of collateral benefits elsewhere. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, life is integral, right? It's none of this stuff sits in its own. Little compartment.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's integral and 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 to that extent, it's also nonlinear. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's the other part mm-hmm. that's that's really important. Yeah,
1: and you know, I've got I've got a, a story with somebody that worked for me years ago. A good guy. Um, you know, this is pre pre social media days, and uh, he was responsible for marketing, and we. Uh, We had a brochure that we were creating and it went through all the editing routes and, you know, grammar check and spell check and all that. And the first go around um, we get the printed brochures in and there were two big typos and the original final file didn't have the typos. Um, He had sent the wrong file and, you know, go through it all. Printer didn't do a mistake. It was our mistake. So, you know, we owned it and we we had a conversation. He wasn't fired. Um, it was an expensive mistake. But we, you know, we said, okay, what do we need to do operationally to make sure this doesn't take place again? And da, 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 right? And, and I think he was really, really nervous. I was just going to come in and go, you're fired. Get the hell out of here, right? And then, um, you know, six, seven months later, we went to reprint. <laughs> and unfortunately, he sent the wrong file again. And that time I did fire him. But it wasn't from a, you know, get the hell out of here. It was a, hey, we put operations in place. This is a second time. You're not paying attention to detail. We're now, you know, 40 grand into mistakes and there's just no room for it. And of course, you know, nobody, nobody likes to get fired and say, oh, I get it. You're right. I'm wrong. There was frustration. There was fear there was, you know, how am I going to provide for my family type stuff going on But several years later, I got a message from him on LinkedIn and said, Hey, um, would you be willing to jump on a call with me? He said, absolutely. And we had a great conversation. He just said, Hey, you know, I want you to know when I left, I was pissed, but I also want you to know now that you did the right thing. I totally get it. And that situation helped me become a better person. And here's some things that you know have taken place in my work life, and da da da. And he's like, I just you know wanted to wanted to thank you for that, for how you handled it, not for for firing me, but how you handled it. And you know what? It is, this may sound very cheesy. This may sound very um, you know Pollyanna, but. I carry that conversation with him a lot, especially on hard days and, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is freaking hard and frustrating and all those things. But it's some of those life experiences I have that, um, make me proud to be honest. They make me, um, keep moving forward, keep wanting to treat people well, because you never know what is going on in their lives. And you never know what impact you're going to have on them. And then therefore their relationships and their family, it's, it's like that, you know, throwing the rock in the lake and watching all the, the
0: waves go out. So I think an interesting object lesson from that, from that anecdote. And, and by the way, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's really fascinating. I'm guessing in a way, he, with with some distance, he probably thought you did him a favor in the long run.
1: Yeah, and the, I but, mean that was that was the conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah, but the but, um, you know, there's a difference between forgiveness and absence of consequence, right? Absolutely. And, and just and just because you impose a necessary consequence, that doesn't preclude forgiveness, right? You can still right. say, "I forgive you." Right. But this isn't about this isn't about forgiveness. It's about my business cannot afford to sustain this kind of error because it has a real monetary cost that imperils the business for everybody. Right. Yeah, and non-monetary. It,
1: right. And non-monetary. But I mean, here's the other thing. If we get back to forgiveness at the core, is I've heard this said before. I mean, not forgiving somebody is like taking poison yourself. And hoping that it hurts them, hmm. right? It's, yeah. it's festers inside of us, right? It's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of data. There's a lot of science around the lack of forgiveness and bitterness and anger and what it does to our bodies and our life expectancy. Um, I mean, all those things, they're, they're not doing us any good. So if we don't learn and figure out a way of forgiving, doesn't mean forgetting, There's still consequences. There's still boundaries of things. You know, people don't just, Oh yeah. Okay. You said, I'm sorry, let's get back to normal. Cause no, they're probably going to do it again in that circumstance. But, um, you know, forgiveness is as much for us and even more for us, I think than it is for the other person.
0: I think that's right. You know, I, I, I think you're, I think you're apt of the sort of the manure laden backpack. The only thing I would add to it is that it also probably contains about 75 pounds of lead, yeah. um, in addition to everything else. Right. It, it is, it, it, it is toxic because what, what you do, you know, there's no, to, you know, to some extent when you're not ready to forgive, it's a necessary defense mechanism, right? It's a necessarily, it's a protection from continuing to allow yourself to be injured to some extent right but then you do reach a point at which that that protection is no longer necessary and and now you're simply as you've described sort of carrying carrying this burden around that's only costing you it's not right that that person that you let go has already moved on they found another job they've learned a lesson maybe they found a new job or a better job they're just better at They're you know that maybe is less detail oriented whatever it is right um but you're still carrying that. Right. And then, as you said, then, you know, when, when you carry something like that that's emotional, it's very rare that it doesn't leak out and impact other people because very few human beings can compartmentalize themselves to that extent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's well said, Mike.
0: Um, <clears throat> So we've completely gone off the script which is fine so i'm just sort of i'm just sort of carrying this conversation as we go on which which is which is great um in your mind is there such a thing as conditional forgiveness mm. or does all forgiveness have to be just unconditional
1: well i think there's oh gosh i think there's some semantics there that would need to be unpacked a little bit, um, because there's not, I think there's process in forgiveness too. And there's, I mean, there's some really horrible things that have happened to people in the world that make it extremely difficult for them to forgive. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make it light that, Oh, everybody just go out and forgive the people who have done the most horrible, horrific things to you by
0: any means. Um, and I if you don't the, do that work, by the way, you're not really forgiving; you're just suppressing.
1: Right, absolutely. So I think that you know I think there's a um, there's a process that people will go through. Some may go through it faster than others, but um, whew, man, Mike, I don't know how to answer that conditional versus unconditional. I, I think that there's, I do believe in boundaries. I do believe in protecting ourselves from repeat harm. Absolutely. Um, I don't mean, I don't think that forgiveness means people are let right back where they were by any means. Um, but I think it's the internal process of a person to say, what am I, what am I still holding on to? And how is it influencing my life? Cause at that point it's about you being healthy, not, not worried about them. Right, it's about you right. healing and moving forward and the best version of yourself possible. Because you know, life life throws some really crappy stuff at us.
0: We're talking with Brandon Lee, and the topic is: Should I forgive? Um, let me ask you this: Is there a downside to forgiveness? You
1: know, I think. I think there can be. Um, I think when forgiveness is, in my opinion, improperly defined as forgive, forget, move forward, I think there can be a downside, a big downside to that. Um, Man, it's such a complex topic in in everybody's situation and where they where they came from what circumstances what was done to them what's their own ownership in it it makes it extremely complex i don't you know mike i don't know if i'm qualified to answer that question it would it would really make me worried to answer that question
0: well yeah i'm i'm definitely not qualified but this is the internet so that's not going to stop me (laughs) Let me, let me, let me, me offer you a position. I'll just ask you to react to it. Okay. Um, I think that forgiveness can be harmful when it's, it's, it's actually cloaking something else, right? Mm -hmm. If for, for example, if, if forgiveness is, is really just a way of, of suppressing something, right, then I think that that does come. I think that may even be more harmful um, yeah. in certain cases. Or if if forgiveness is is trivializing, attempting to trivialize a a meaningful transgression, right, or a meaningful crime not not from a civil code, but just a crime that that somebody has inflicted upon you, a real harm. That that would, if if somebody trivializes that and attempts to make excuses for it in the name of helping you cope, I think that kind of forgiveness can be very damaging because I think that's what sets you up for exploitation over time.
1: Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, Mike. I think that, um, you know, I guess the question for me would be, is that truly forgiveness or is that, um, as you said, it's kind of masking what else is there? Is it... You know, I think we as humans, we make a lot of decisions to go the, the easiest route. And sometimes it's easier just to say we forgive to try and get life back to where it was before or believe it's where it was before. And um, I guess in that case, it's not truly forgiveness, but it's pretend forgiveness. And that can be very harmful. I agree with you.
0: And then, you know, potential you know, to, to me, I think there is a risk. There's a risk to forgiveness, right? I mean, talk about your, your business partner, forgiveness, um, could expose you to, you know, basically having the same thing happen to you again. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, like definitely
1: can be played.
0: Yeah. You know, but like everything you know, as, as a finance guy, of course, I, I try, I express everything in terms of that. Cause it's all I know. Um, <clears throat> and the universal law of finances that only, you know, return potentially comes with high risk. Right. And, uh, if you want that return, that's just a risk that you have to take. And if you, if you're not willing to take that risk, you're just not going to get that return.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's also wisdom and, you know, putting systems in place that have checks and balances and, you know, things like that in my case, um, you know, more on the financial side, but, in, in all circumstances, there's there's the ability to forgive and move forward and also to have it, uh, you know, some cautiousness there. And and then I think a lot of that has to lead to a more ability to have a more honest, direct conversations, because I think a lot of things that go bad start with, and, and again, there's so many things that people need to look at of whether they're willing to forgive. And and so this is hard to make it a blanketed statement, but in a lot of relationships, there were, there may have been behavior that wasn't great, but wasn't horrible that somebody didn't like, but they let it continue because they didn't have the courage or the security to take it head on and say, okay, this isn't appropriate because they had their own fears. Or, you know, if I say this, what would happen? You know, there's, there's so many layers to it that um, it um it's just, yeah, it's so hard. I, I can, I can really share from my own experiences, but getting into some of those things, I, I just worry that I'm going to say something that sounds like, well, in my circumstance, that doesn't make sense. And they're probably right.
0: Well, you know, it could be. I I I, I think our I think our listeners understand at the end of the day, this is two guys talking and yeah. we may not know a darn thing. Um, yeah. But I do think I we've have covered a degree in this. <laughs> but I think, but I think, yeah, I do think we've covered, uh, we've covered some interesting ground, you know, and so the last comment I'll make, I'll ask you to respond to it, and then then we'll let you go. We've, we've really put you through the intellectual ringer here, <laughs> but um, you know, you mentioned a system in your last response and, You know, I actually kind of think—I think over time I've developed in a way a forgiveness system that coming from Stephen Covey and the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I think rule is it habit two, whatever one of the habits is first seek to understand. Yeah, and and that whole concept changed my relationship with forgiveness Mm, because for me only when I could put myself in the position of the transgressor and truly empathize with them. It was, it's really hard for me to forgive without that. But then getting into the habit of that or having a system where I say, why did this, why did this happen? Was it, was it truly personal? What was going on that, what might have been going on to let them do this? Right. It could be as simple as being in Atlanta. Somebody cuts you off. Right. You don't know if that person just had a fight with you know, her husband and mm-hmm. she just stormed out or if she's late for work for six minutes and she's going to lose her job. Right. Or just a, yeah. a, a lousy driver. Right. Not everybody can be at the far end yeah. of the bell curve where you're a great driver. So yeah. that that for me, that sort of became my forgiveness system.
1: Yeah. You know, to a little anecdote on that, um, when I was in grad school, And I was in Texas and I was actually out on a date and I got off the highway. And as I came up to the red light, I looked over and there's this guy in a car next to me just going nuts. And, you know, I don't know if I was thinking or what, I rolled my window down and he's like, you blah, blah, blah. You cut me off. I'm like, Oh, I am so sorry. I didn't realize I did that. And he keeps yelling and saying all this stuff. And I finally just stopped and I said, dude, I said, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. It wasn't intentional. What do you want? And he just kind of stopped and looked at me and left a a final kind of F you and rolled up his window and left. But I remember sitting there thinking going, I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't even realize like, I must've made a mistake. I didn't see him. I cut him off. You know, I was on a date. I was probably distracted. Sorry. Other driver you know, but, um, that was, that had a big impact on me moving forward of realizing that there's a lot of times that people do things that they don't even realize they're doing. And I have a big emotional response and they're oblivious to the fact that their behavior caused or was the cause of my response.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for all, you know, that person Years after reflecting, says, "You know what? I really overreacted." <laughs> I Which I could say sorry to that guy. Yeah. For all you know, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Brandon, this has been this has been a fascinating conversation. I will say it has by far been the most metaphysical one we've had on the show, <laughs> and that's that's not a criticism, by the way. <laughs> it's just a distinguishing feature. So, yeah. In in the keywords, um, we'll just put hashtag metaphysics. I guess there you go. But um, you know. I think you have so much to teach people here. I suspect we've only we've only scratched the surface. If there's a a part of this discussion that we either didn't touch upon or didn't go deep enough, um, can, can somebody contact you if they want to start a conversation with you? And if so, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way. Um, you can find me. It's um, it's and I, I want to change this. It's Brandon Lee Social Selling is my my LinkedIn handle. And as I've told you before, I hate the term social selling, but um, it's been there there for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's program. And I'd like to thank Brandon Lee so much for sharing his expertise with us. We'll be exploring a new topic each week. So please tune in so that when you're faced with your next business decision, you have clear vision when making it. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider leaving a review with your favorite podcast aggregator. It helps people find us so that we can help them. If you'd like to engage with me on my on social media with my chart of the day and other content, I'm on LinkedIn as myself and at Unblakable on Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram. Once again, this is Mike Blake. Our sponsor is Ware and & Company. And this has been the Decision Vision Podcast.